0: This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Hi there, hey, this is Carol Reid and you are tuned to my show Ignite Yourself Living Life on Your Terms where we just give you a few really good tips uh, every month on ways that you can live a more empowered and uh, life on your terms and a life that you love a life you want to le- you know leave a legacy for and really just going through you know how do you most want to feel in your life because whether you realize it or not you're doing everything for a feeling and I guess the thing is that when we talk about feelings the show today is talking about taming fear and you know we're in Pretty unprecedented times here. We've got something that's quite unique in the planet going on. And really when you reflect on it, you know, you can kind of compare it back to perhaps um, pandemic days when, you know, London went through the great flu, um, 1914 I believe that was. Uh, so, you know, we've gone through things before. And humanity has survived. And we will come through this again and we will survive as a human race. But I guess when it comes down to it, what can you do to survive? What can you do to look after your well-being and your state of mind and, you know, where you're at personally? And I think what ends up happening is is fear is contagious, you know, just like laughter is contagious and just like... COVID is contagious <laughs> You know, fear is a bit like that And it sort of creeps us behind us Up behind us really And shouts, you know, boo At the most inappropriate times And it can scare you And quite often you can feel it in different ways um, Some people do feel it sort of in their in their tummy When they get quite fearful Some people feel it uh, in their hearts they, A bit of a racing heart Some people, you know break out in a sweat even um, when they get really fearful and you know I even know of some people whose eyes twitch (laughs) and I know of other people who go completely white. (laughs) So it has a visceral effect in our body and I think it's really important to know what that is for you. So if I you know told you that I don't know you were going to you know lose everything that you've got, you know, um, you're going to go bankrupt or, you know, you're not going to have, um, anything that you have currently, no house, no, no, nothing, you're going to have nothing at all. You know, where does the fear come up for you? Like, if you really think about it, where does that go into your body? If, if you can visualize that you've got nothing as a disaster has happened or, you know, the banks foreclosed on everything or, um, you know, something really fearful has come along. Um, dare I say it? You know, you've lost a loved one, um, and you and you get the shock of that. So the fear, immediate before the grief sets in, there's there's fear that comes up straight away, and you can feel that in your body. And I think what we've got to recognise is that fear's been there to protect us for a long, long time. It it really it originates in the amygdala in the in the brain, and it's really one of those things that it's it's been around a long time and it's the part of the, we call it sort of the reptilian brain, I guess. And we're wired for fear. We actually come out, you know, fearful because we've had this been in our mother's womb and we've been nice and warm and, you know, and then the next thing we're crying and, you know, we're fearful of, of feeling what we're feeling because we don't know what we know and everything's unknown. So, um, Yeah, it's one of those things. So I'm just getting you to really think about, you know, when you feel fear, where does it hit you in your body? And when you can actually connect with that, you can be a bit more discerning on what you're feeling. Like, for instance, if I said to you, you know, where does anger hit in your body? And quite often behind, you know, behind anger is fear. So if I said to you, when you get angry, and you can probably identify with this quicker than you can with fear... Where do you when you get angry, where do you feel it in your body? You know and for me i I feel it in the pit of my stomach, and so I know that anger and fear are quite well related to each other because I feel it in my body, uh, and so really, understanding that behind your anger is really just about a hundred percent of the time is fear. You can dissipate the anger, you can rationalize it and you can take a step back. The other thing is to think about. Between cause and effect, um, stimulus and response, there is a 0.25 second window. It's not very long. It's 0.25 of a second. So it's literally not even that. It's not even that. It's, it's smaller than that. It's very, 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 very slight. But that, that window of opportunity is a chance for you to insert something different. So if you find yourself that you're you're quick to go to anger, or you're quick to become fearful and anxious what can you put in between that that stimulus and that response so when you get something given to you something comes on you somebody annoys you someone tells you something fearful what have you got between that and the time that you're going to respond that's 0.25 of a second what can you put in there for some people they take a deep breath for other people you know they recognize they need to walk away and they say i'm going to have to I'm sorry, I'm just going to have to walk away for a moment or I'm just going to have to take a breather here for a moment or, you know, I just need to reassess what you've just said to me. You know, so to having, having something where you've got some sort of tool that you can put in, um, it's a chance for you to select a different response. Now, it's all really good in theory, isn't it? I can hear you saying that in your brain. It's all good in theory, Carol, but, you know, how do I know how to do this and what if it doesn't work and, you know, I've been doing this for ages, I don't know if that would work. Here's what I'd say to you, try it. <laughs> Just give it a try, okay? But I'm going to go through the 12 core human fears today, but I think it's really important to notice that that if we can bring in fear as our friend, it's something that can save us, you know? Um, and I think the biggest thing is that discernment is really the key with this, you know, if you were really starting to understand what it is that makes you fear fearful feel fearful then you're going to be able to know what you need to stay away from and you're also going to know who you need to have around you and you're also going to know how you're going to respond because we have the three responses don't we the fear the flight and the freeze you know when something bad happens so there'll be a response that you're already doing and you could have picked that up from childhood where you've gone in and, you know, if, uh, you know, someone took something off you on the playground, um, for some kids they just, uh, uh, you know, don't do anything. they just say, like, oh, I didn't like that, but I'll just move on. For some kids, you know, they immediately attack and get it back. <laughs> and for other kids, you know, that they just start crying, you know. So it, it's just recognizing how do you deal with it? What are your kind of, your go-to's? when it it comes to fear. And how can you make fear your friend, really? Because the cold hard facts are that fear holds us back. It's what holds us back in life. When we're fearful of doing something, we don't do it because of fear. You know, we we don't do it because we're worried about the outcome. So let me go through uh, some of these fears. But let me also say to you, think about it as I go through what would you identify as one of your fears? When I say it, just think to yourself, oh, yeah, yeah, that's one of mine. And the thing is that some of them you may not even be aware of. You may not even be aware that you're scared of that. And that's why you work with a coach like me or or someone else that works in this kind of field to bring out some of those things so you can get past your fears so you can actually you know, live this liberated life I'm talking about. So one of the first fears, our core human fears, if you like, is a fear of failure. Are you one of those people that fears, you know, if you get too, you go too far, you know, too far one way, too far trying to chase success that you'll fail, um, create such a great life that, you know, everything will fall over, you'll lose it all, you know, that kind of thing. And I think the thing is, you've got to recognise there's no success without failure. Quite often some of the biggest successes have had, have come through massive failure. And it's really that hero story, isn't it? You know, the, everybody loves a good hero story, you know, where they've, you know, got the, got the guy's got the girl and he's got the, got the best job and he's got, you know, the money or whatever it is, what he's got, he's overcome the obstacle to be the hero, you know, in the end. We all love that. Um, and I think the thing is to recognise that when there's no success without failure, you're growing. You know, you're growing when you're having a failure. And, and when you don't do that, you're preventing yourself from growing because you won't take the opportunity. And there's a really good book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. It's, a, it's an old good good old book, but a good book. Um, feel, feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. I can't remember the name of the lady who wrote it, but it's a good book. And, a, and there's also another one called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And that's all about, you know, recognizing that lo- everything's pretty much small stuff and we get worried about stuff. And again, that's fear involved in that. But I want you to think about when you're thinking about fear of failure, think of that failure as market research. Okay, think about, you know, the fact is we've we've failed here or, or it hasn't worked out how I wanted it to, what can I learn? What can I bring back and what is the market research I can take out of this to bring it back in to learn how not to do it again, how to make it better the next time, you know because I think it's it was Edison or one of those guys you know he I forget how many times he 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 failed until he got the light bulb, you know so everyone who's really had significant made a significant contribution, has often had failures. And the thing is, you might not want to make a significant contribution. You just might want to be able to live a life that's actually free and of ease and not so full of drama and, you know, upset and fear. Then it's recognizing all the parts that have brought you to here now all had factors in your life to make you who you are and so it's actually accepting those but it's also saying okay what can I learn from how can I make sure I don't get into another relationship like that how can I make sure I don't you know spend the money and and you know don't have enough money how do I make sure that I you know do the things I want to do really and use the past life uh, messes to you know make up what you want to do moving forward. So fear of failure is one of our core human fears. The other one is fear of success on the opposite side. And this is a, an interesting one because quite often that's from conditioning from our parents and I used to have a mother that would say, "Oh, well, you don't want to skite. Don't skite, Carol. Don't show off. No, we can, we don't do that." And so it's taken me a while to get past that because, you know, she could perceive me talking on the radio right now as just skiding and showing off. You know, um, and that's just not, it's not the case, obviously, because I'm here to help you. So, um, recognizing that, you know, whose voice is in your head when you get fearful of being successful? You know, who is it that's holding you back there? And you want to leave it back there. You know, you've got to do some work to get over, over some of these things. Sometimes they're really ingra- ingrained in there, but that fear of success could be the thing that's, that's stopping you from moving forward in your life. And then the other one is fear of rejection. So getting too scared to ask for what you want. What happens if they say no? You know, what happens if they say yes, though? You know, uh, it's really thinking about what is the outcome if they don't say no? Or maybe no, not right now is the thing as well, because timing's a big thing. But it also could be, you know, simple things like you might order a meal and it may not come how you want it. So rather than actually making a fuss about it, you're just like, oh, no, I won't tell them. I won't give them the feedback that, you know, the steak was undercooked or, you know, that, I don't know, they didn't, you know, toast my bread properly or whatever. Um, the reality is if you don't give them that feedback, they won't learn from it. And the thing is confronting... Um, situations where it feels uncomfortable does help you become more confident in confronting situations that are uncomfortable because the more you do it the more you're able to do the next one and the next one and the next one so start small if you're scared of rejection start small with something small like that asking for what you want and then you know just refining it till you can ask for some of those bigger things. The other fear we've got is not being good enough. And this is a big, big one for a lot of people. This is a really big one. This is that imposter syndrome. So I'm not smart enough to do that. I'm not good enough to say or be that. Nothing's ever good enough, you know, that kind of thing. It's, it's not being enough. It's that not being enough for someone else. And quite often it's judgment from other people as well. But uh, it's really, again, back to our childhood. So... It's, it's again, what did mum or dad or aunt or family, friend or what did they actually do or say for you, to you, for you to, you know, keep hold of it and really it's about proving them wrong, you know, take back your power and say, right, I'm going to actually prove them wrong today. I am good enough to do this thing. I am. Remember, we've talked before, if you listen to any of my other podcasts, you'll know that I talk about the I am principle and that I am discourse of I am is the most powerful thing you ever will be. So I am tired. Remember, I say I am recharging when I'm tired and then I'm fully charged at the end of the day. Remember? Um, <laughs> so so I think about I am, you know, I am worthy. I am capable. I am enough, you know that's really important. Okay, so the next one, scarcity. A fear of scarcity. And this really affects a lot of your choices because, you know, if you're fearful of not having enough, then you'll want to keep hold of things, you'll want to stifle things, you'll want to control a lot of things. And the thing with that is that when you're when you're fearful of not having enough, you end up taking more from life than Taking from life and not giving back if you like So it's about being Generous really and then Abundance will follow you you know and we always Talk about tithing as well you know if you give What you give a little bit of your You know of your income per year To other people who aren't so Fortunate that's all about One, it's a really great thing to do and it's so good for you to do that, for you physically to do that, for your body, for your heart and that kind of thing. But it's actually another way to be able to say, hey, you know, I am generous with what I offer and I allow abundance into my life. So remember your inner world reflects your outer world. So look for the win-win in the situation. You'll, you'll let go of that scarcity mindset. And I have talked a little bit in other podcasts about money and scarcity and things like that. So um, yeah, I love that topic around abundance and scarcity. The other one is looking different. So a fear of looking different. So again, this is again about standing out that, you know, you might be judged that, uh, you know, people aren't going to accept you. It's sort of a fear of acceptance, that kind of thing. So the fear of looking different is a big thing. And that what happens is we, it creates a society of sheeples, you know, people who are sheep who follow other people, you know, and it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to stand out. It's okay to, to, you know, really step into the essence of you because who's going to care in 10 years' time anyway, you know? People have forgotten. People are pretty self-absorbed anyway. You know, so, so be you, do you, you know, it's really important that you, that you know who you are. Work on you, work on who you are and, and looking the way you want to look. Don't go do stuff for someone else. Do it for yourself. Um, the other fear is fear of losing control. And this is another one that shows up a lot. So again, some of these you'll be resonating with because you'll be like, yep, that's definitely me, Carol. I do that. Um, fear of losing control. I did have a big thing with this when I was younger and probably really I've let it go in the last 10 years or so. But there's still times that come up when I, you know, want to control things and I have to go, hang on, you know, life's happening for me, not to me, you know, pull your head in, you know, reassess. Um, because control again is one of those things if you are controlling every aspect of everything people cannot grow around you people cannot um, you know change and and become more than they are because again you're stifling their growth you know if you're always doing everything for your children one you're not having a life yourself two you know your children are not learning and growing and becoming people of their own you know, verition. So really think about that. What are you con- trying to control? You know, and the reality is that you can only control the stuff in your own sphere, you know, and really write down to it. Controlling yourself is the most important thing. So again, looking within and don't be fearful of the unknown because really, life is pretty unknown, there's lots of factors that aren't known to us, so you've got to be able to just trust, and I've said this before, trust would settle all things now, that's out of A Course in Miracles, and it's an awesome, awesome reminder, you know, when you get to that stage, what am I not trusting here, how am I trying to control everything, what's the worst that could happen? and And then you know exaggerate that out so that you laugh about it and bring in the energy of lightness into it. so losing control. The other one is being alone, and for a lot of elderly people, that can be something that's really fearful, you know, fearful of being alone. Um, and I think with that again it's it's filling up your life from the outside rather than filling up your life from the inside. so and what I mean by that is it's okay to be yourself. Uh, and, and and enjoy yourself And enjoy your own company You know and, But also participate in the world You know you don't want to be a recluse You want to be able to still participate and, and give to the world in some way But you want to be able to also Know that you're enough Again it's that enoughness You are worthy You are good enough And being alone and with your own thoughts And your own self is okay You know um, Realistically you know Everything's an escape at the end of it You know, we're always trying to escape from something. Um, So try and just sit with yourself. The other one is a fear of illness. So, um, and quite often, you know, as we age, we get a little bit of pain here and there that tells us that we're aging. Creaky when we get out of bed and things like that. I know I do with all my training that I do for for, um, triathlons and things like that. There'll be times when I get up out of a a chair after sitting for a while and go, ooh, that's a bit twingy. You know, so really illness it's it's something that again if you look after your body and treat it well um you're going to have less likelihood you know of of getting dis-ease in the body because illness is dis-ease so when you break that down it's lack of ease in the body you know so what do you need for your body to feel well and remember it's your personal mode of transport you live in it 24 7 so you know how are you going to look after it And also remember that pain is one of those things that's going to come along, but suffering is optional. You know, you're going to have the pain for different things, but whether you want to suffer or whether you want to ask for help or what can you do about the suffering, you don't have to suffer. So the other one is fear of love. Now, we can often um, reject others before we get rejected because that's our kind of way of, you know, keeping ourselves intact kind of thing. But living with an open heart is really Much more satisfying than living with a closed heart, you know, being shut off from others. Um, And the other thing to think about is, you know, when you're not, when you're coming, you know, to your death bed, if you like, when you're you're coming towards the end of your life, you know, people are not going to remember necessarily what you did, but they're going to remember how you made them feel. And that's really important, you know. So love, love is just, it's, it's really where we can counteract fear. The other one is uh, a fear of insignificance, that really, you know, you don't matter. Again, that, you know, our lives are unfulfilled. So that can be a fear as well. Um, And remember that you're unique and your uniqueness benefits everyone. So you aren't here by chance. So think about how you are significant in the world. You are important to people and And enjoy that importance, live into that importance, fill it up, fill others up with that. And then the final one is a fear of death. Now that's, you know, death and taxes, that's what they always say, you're definitely going to be paying both. Um, And the reality is none of us are getting out of here alive, we're all getting, going to, you know, going to be finishing at some point, everything is in a state of transition. I was just talking to my daughter about this the other day. Uh, everything is in a state of transition, we're all, you know, growing older, Um, and I've said before, you know, we've got 168 hours in a week, uh, 1440 minutes um, in a day, so, you know, what are you doing with that time, and how can you, you know, make a life that's really what you want to be proud of, because your personal power is in this present moment, this present moment is powerful. So use it wise, wisely and uh, accept what you can't change and change what's in your power to change, you know. Um, it's your life, so play it well. And I guess when, I, if I want to just wrap this up a bit, your greatest growth lies in living outside your comfort zone and to get outside your comfort zone, you have to overcome fears. So the reality is there isn't any security uh, and the safe harbour of the known, all right? That's just an illusion. You think it's safe, and then the next thing, something comes along and pushes you off your boat anyway, you know? So be prepared. Be, be taking on the fear. Be, be the one that's creating rather than reacting. And what's the antidote? Well, it's really simple, love. Love's the antidote to fear. And of course, in miracles, we talk about um, moving between love and fear on a daily basis because that's what you're always doing. You're always going between love and fear on a constant basis. If you think about it throughout your day, oh, I'm going to be late. I'm going to be fearful. I'm going to be late. Oh, the kids got everything that they've got? Did I remember to turn off the oven? Da, 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 da. You know, like you're, you're, you're constantly moving between. And the reality is bring in the love. Use that 0.25 of a second I talked about at the beginning of the show, you know, between stimulus and response. Catch yourself in the moment. Make a better choice because with better awareness, you're going to make better choices. So, if you want to reach out to me, my name's Carol Reed. You're t- tuning into my show, Ignite Yourself, Living Life on Your Terms. I hope it's been helpful. And uh, reach out to me, 021 is my mobile number, or my website, soulpreneurs.co.nz. I have three different courses that I offer. Um, all of them address facets of these fears, and also I do one on one coaching. So, if there's anything in here that's resonated for you, you know and you feel like here those 12 core human fears failure success rejection not being good enough scarcity looking different losing control being alone illness love insignificance and death if any of those are coming up for you and stopping you from doing what you want to do in life come and talk to me because this is what I'm here for to help you through some of these things and you know to be that bit of a guide on the side to to help you through stuff so carol reed i hope you've enjoyed it have a fantastic fantastic rest of your day and month and tune in again next month thanks